Hey everyone, you're listening to the 10-7 Podcast, where we get together every fortnight, and sometimes more often, to talk about technology, business, and the humans in it. I'm your host, Ivan Stegich. My guest today is Eric Zakovich, founder and principal at Long Run Leadership Consulting, whose mission is to guide leaders and teams to achieve their long-run potential. Long Run is a new venture for Eric, so in addition to finding out about his history, I'm hoping to spend some time talking about what it's like to start a new company in 2019, and maybe we'll shoot the breeze a little bit as well. Eric, welcome back to the podcast. I believe this is your third visit with us. I'm so glad you could join us. I'm I'm honored to be back. I can't believe it's it's a, a it's a third time. Uh, it it, it uh, it's a real pleasure to be on. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's awesome to be talking to you again. So I usually have some questions lined up, um, and I know you have some questions lined up as well. So I feel like we're going to have more of a conversation here than a regular style interview that we usually do every week or every other week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. I've uh, I've got some surprise ones up my sleeve for you too. <laughs> okay, good. I love it. <laughs> okay, so so let's see. You were on two other podcasts with us. Um, in one of them, we covered your history and how you ended up in Minnesota, and at the time you were working at Employee Strategies. And in the other one, we covered kind of some of the human elements of teams when we were talking about Ten Seven's blueprint for operation. Now, since I talked to you last on the show, you started your own thing, right? In January, you started Long Run Leadership. Yeah, I did. It's really exciting. I uh, I started my own my own little consulting firm, and so well, congratulations! Oh my gosh, that's like so exciting, right? It is really exciting. It's kind of like a it's like a dream sometimes. Um, you know, <laughs> dreams can be nightmares. They can be dreams. They can be great parts. They can be scary parts. Um, but I'm really excited about it, and I'm uh, excited to be on talking with you about it. Well, what what inspired you to start Long Run Leadership? I wish there was just one thing. Um, you know, I'll give you the the you know the the answer that's really the most true. Um, and and the most true answer is it, as I look around in the world today, um, and I think about the challenges we're having uh, as a society, as a as a world. I think it, a lot of it stems from a, a sort of a crisis of mindset, like a, a, a mindset that if we could shift it, we could solve a lot of our problems or at least make more progress towards them. And I think we have, you know, the crisis that I'm thinking about is, is what I call a short-term mindset. We think, you know, only about, about today, you know, to use the example of um, I'm hungry, what's in the fridge you know, it's a burger and fries or <laughs> what's available is the burger and fries. I'll just eat that. And that, that can be great for today. I love burgers. I love fries. Nothing against them. Um, but in the long run, if you do that every day, it adds up to, you know, have some really, you know, negative, drastic consequences for your, for your health. And so kind of my, my purpose is really uh, founded in the belief that if we, if we have really a longer term perspective um, we'll be better off. And that goes for our own health, uh, the health of our team and our companies, our organizations that we lead, you know, and, and the world too. And I, I hope by inspiring people to think more in the long run, they'll have, um, you know, the impact that they want to have, uh, a positive impact that they want to have on, 
and all those areas. So that's, that's a bit about you know, how I came up with it. Can I give you the second dorky reason? Yeah, because you like to run. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I like to go running too. So it's, you know, it's the cheesy reason. But, um, you know, the, the real reason is, is really this. I, I'm inspired by people who are able to, to stay focused on their long run goals. And, um, and I want to help, help more and more people uh, do that, get there. I, I love the premise that and the name of the company. Um, I want to focus a little bit on the actual running part. What's a long run for you? Like you're talking actually, like when I go for a run. Actually going out for a run. You leave your house. What's a long run? So I am training for a marathon at, at this very moment. Oh, Again. Wow. I know. That's so inspiring, Eric, honestly. Well, let me tell you, it's... um. You know, don't be inspired by this because you put yourself in a lot of pain and it takes a lot of time to, to train for a marathon. And uh, so uh, just this weekend, I did a 20 miler. Now, that's that's about as long as you get in the training for a marathon. No um, big deal. Just 20 miles. Oh, oh no. It's a big deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it, it, it wipes you out the rest of the day. And so fortunately, yeah, you have a rest day after that. And um you know, but but I'd say any anything over five miles to me is a long run. Yeah. Well, you know, I, in general, I I love to tease you about it as well, mostly because I tried running once and wasn't very successful. But maybe I just need to get back into the mindset of, you know, thinking about it in a different way, and maybe I'll get there again. So I like giving you a hard time. The truth is that I admire the fact that you can do that and that you train and that you keep doing that. So um, I love that it's connected to your business as well. Thank you. It's a uh, it's a disease. It's it's sickening in a way. <laughs> <laughs> when you talked about it being a mindset for the name of your company, I thought you were going to say that it's kind of the difference between a growth and a fixed mindset. And you went ahead and talked about short term, long term, which actually makes more sense. Uh, but how how much do you find having a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset is? Um, you know, prevalent in the people that you deal with? Because I would imagine if you have a fixed mindset, you're not really going to want to be flexible about how you think about your business. You know, it's so, I mean, that's such a keen observation you make. Um, I I do believe that people, you know, the the growth mindset, and you're talking about, I think, uh, Carol Dweck, uh, her her work and helping us understand what what a growth mindset is and the difference that people that have a growth mindset, the way they view the world, that, that lens that they view the world and view their situations through is, is just different than that of people with a fixed mindset, right? So to summarize is you know, people with a growth mindset, they, they see every opportunity as an opportunity to get better, to learn something, to improve. Um, that's the growth mindset. The, the fixed mindset being you know, your, your skills are fixed. Your potential is fixed. Um, failure is viewed as, um, you know, uh, a problem or bad. Whereas in a growth mindset, failure is viewed as a learning opportunity, right? It's a different mindset. I, th- I think that's so key to having a long run mindset. I, I think they're connected. I think that that is part of the mindset that I'm trying to inspire in, in anyone I work with. I love it. I think that's, um, I think that's a great mission to have. Do you ever encounter people who 
who you've maybe are um, who know they have to work with you, so they've hired you, but maybe they are on the fixed mindset side. And if you do, how do you approach helping them? Yeah, well, I mean, it's I would say I have a fixed mindset, right? Do you? So I well. It, here's here's what I would I would draw you know and for listeners listening in you know draw on a piece of paper in front of you a line like a continuum and write growth on one side and fixed on the other, right? I'm not growth mindset all the time. Um, I struggle just like anybody else. You know, from time to time I you know I make a mistake and I you know I I kind of whack myself on the side of the head and say oh you numb skull like right? Yeah. So you know at times I I slip. Um, I have fixed mindset at times. Um, I'm, you know, I, I aspire to have a growth mindset all the time. So I'm, I'm constantly retraining my brain. Um, it's kind of like a muscle, I think. So I'm, I'm always trying to have more of a growth mindset and view challenges, view failures, view struggles through that lens. Um, but just like, just like many of my clients, that's, that's hard to do. You know, a lot of my clients are in significant leadership roles. Um, they're trying to to guide, you know, organizations, um, teams, uh, you know, they're trying to lead in environments that are, that are challenging, um, that are uncertain, uncertain, um, where there's lots of change afoot. Um, and they're, you know, that, that's not easy. And so failure is going to happen all the time. Um, and I think our culture has trained, trained us to have more of a fixed mindset. So, you know, I think that's a long-winded way of answering your question, but I think, I think we all have some growth and all have some fixed, and I think the goal is to have more of a growth mindset more of the time. I see. I, um, I wonder what the challenges you've had with starting a new company have been and what your successes have been um, in 2019. I know that they were very different, I'm sure, 10 years ago and 20 years ago for people starting companies back then. What, 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 um, what's been your biggest challenge? Oof. Um, biggest challenge. You know, I've been blessed, um, in the sense that, you know, I've got a client or two, you know, I've got somebody who's willing to work with me (laughs) as a new person. They've, they've, they've placed an incredible amount of trust, um, you know, to be the first, you know, the first, the first client to work with somebody. So, um, so I'm super appreciative of that. And, you know, I think the biggest challenge is how do you keep up? How do you, um, make sure that what you're delivering is, uh, a value to them, a continuous value. And that's, that's something I've done for a long time in consulting. Um, but I don't, I don't have a team right now to kind of rely on, you know, I am the, (laughs) I am the, the, the sole deliverer of service on my, uh, on my, uh, for my organization. Um, I'm also the, you know, the janitor and the CEO <laughs> and the, the accounting guy and the marketing guy and uh, sales and whatever other functions that might, uh, you know, there might need, be a need for. Um, I'm all of those things um, as I'm getting things started. And so um, that might be a second challenge I could highlight is just, you know, there's just a lot to do. Um, so how do I service clients with quality and, and, and just keeping up and knowing what, what are all the things you even need to do? To, to run yeah. a business, to start a business. So one of the things that Jason Fried from 37 Signals once wrote in a book of his, I, I can't remember which one it was. It was, um, I think it was in Rework. Um, it might have been in the other one. 
um, he wrote about the fact that it's important for a leader of a company to know what it's like to have done every one of the jobs in that company. And someone who starts a company usually is in a position to be doing every single one of those things. And so I I completely understand where you're at right now. When I started 10.7 um, in 2007, I did everything as well. And the problem I had was letting go of things to do to give to other people because they're... There was a need for for perfection and for high quality, and I didn't have the trust in others built up that they would be able to do that. Um, but once I got over myself and um, really couldn't handle the amount of work, I was able to let go. And, um, and, and I think that's how you grow. So eventually, I think you'll get to that position as well. You're like, I can't do this. You do it. Someone else needs to do it. <laughs> you know, and, and truth be told, I, you know what? I have raised my hand and asked for help. Um, not, not, um, uh, didn't take long. Uh, there was a project that took on early here um, where there's just a peak time to it. Uh, do you have projects where it's just... It's like all hands on deck for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So like my two hands were on deck like 16 hours a day uh, in this in this project. It was just, it was it was too much. And I, I asked uh, um, somebody I know professionally for help. She, and she just kind of, she's just kind of whizzed in and, you know, just kind of helped me, you know, every, actually every day for a couple of weeks. She was doing a couple hours of work with me and um, super grateful she was a, available, uh, be, be willing, um, you know, to, to step in and help me. Um, cause, cause in some sense she could see herself as a competitor, right? Like we do the same kind of work and, um, but, but I found that, um, where, you know, we asking for help, there are people out there that will help you. Um, you just gotta be willing to ask. It's a early lesson learned. You you learned it sooner than I did. I think it took me two years to hire someone. So um, I think you're. I think that's a good sign. So I'm going to ask you, kind of like the future. Where where do you want to be? Where do you hope to be? Say a year from now. Do you have you thought about it even? Okay. So uh, great question. I. It's interesting you asked that one. This just this morning, I was having breakfast with a friend, and he said, "So, you know, where are you at in your sort of your business's strategy? You know, what kind of what what's your, you know, how far along do you see yourself?" And and he's a marketing guy, and my answer to him was was sort of, you know, what business strategy? <laughs> um, I, I don't mean that to sound sound you know like glib or. Um, like I've um, like or naive. Um, I, I my my strategy is pretty pretty straightforward. I want people to know about my work, um, so I want them to know that I exist, raise some awareness. I want people to get interested in working with me, um, and I want to do the work. And so my strategy strategy is really just focused on uh, getting people to become more aware that I exist right now. So in a year, my my hope is that. Uh, a whole bunch of people know about me and they know about long run leadership and sort of the purpose and, and why we exist. Um, my hope is that I've inspired a number of people to be thinking more long in, in that long run, more long term. 
Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that I've been able to do that in a year and make, like have that impact on, on actual clients, actual leaders, um, helping them, you know, grow, uh, in terms of that mindset and, and in terms of their, their capabilities as a, as a leader. Um, so I hope that's a, that's a helpful answer. Um, I don't have a, I don't have a revenue target. I don't have a, a growth target in mind. Um, that's not where my focus is. Um, and, and I, I hope that's not where my focus ever really, frankly, goes. Um, I'm just really focused on the impact. And if, if I have the impact I, w- I can have and I want to have, everything else takes care of itself, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. And it's um, I've always had a struggle with trying to figure out what my three to five year business plan is. And when people ask me about that, I like I freeze up and don't really know the answer, Uh, mostly because so much can change in three to five years. So, you know, I think a year at a time uh, is so much easier to think about. And I I appreciate how you've um, uh, described and and. articulated what you see as a change a year from now. Do you think you'll be hiring people? That's a big question. Um, it's, it's one of those questions as a new person, right? How do I, how do I even know if, I mean, I'm curious, this is one I actually had on my list to ask you. I mean, how did you know when you needed to hire somebody? What was the, the moment or the point um, when you you were like, you know what? I need help around here. <laughs> um, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. I do remember that. Um, so I was running 10-7 out of my basement in Richfield. I had just, we had just had um, two babies. So we had a, a, a one-year-old and a two-year-old when I first started 10-7. And about a year into that, um, I... I was working a fair amount of the time when they were sleeping um, because when they're awake, then you kind of have to attend to your kids. Uh, even if, and, and my wife was a stay-at-home mom, and so she attended, you know, she and I kind of split the duties on the kids. But I, I worked a lot, and I was finding that I wasn't able to deliver on the promises I had made because I'd had too much, I'd, I'd overpromised. And so the least risky thing for me to do would be to have someone help me write the code. And I wanted to make sure that it was of the same standards that I was delivering to our clients at the time. And so I, I happened to uh, find someone who was looking for a part-time job and that's that felt less risky than um, a full-time job. And so I hired Michael Start. He was our first contractor. And he worked with me in our basement. And I gave him the code stuff that I just didn't have time to do anymore. And uh, that, that was kind of my first foray into hiring someone. It was kind of out of necessity. It wasn't an aspirational hire. It wasn't... It wasn't because I had um, work lined up. It was just kind of like, oof, I need help. And so I hired. And I, I think it's different now. But um, if I was looking at it back then, 
I mean, if I had 2020 vision and I was thinking about it right now, I probably, I think I would have hired Michael on full time and offloaded more of the stuff that I was doing to him sooner. Why, why would you say that? Like, why do you think that? Um, well, when I started letting go of the things I did and gave them to other people, that trust um, that I'd started to build in those other people and confidence in those other people really let me let go of worrying about those things. And it allowed me to focus on other parts of the company. You hear people say that all the time. Oh, let me... Let me focus on other parts of the company. Well, kind of what I mean is, well, Michael's doing the code. Um, I can be worried about what my clients are uh, thinking. I can be worried about what they're doing next. I can sell them the next thing. I can look for new clients, and that brings in more business, which means Michael's going to have too much to do, which means I can hire other people. And so it takes worries off my mind, but it also grows the company and it also um, instills confidence and trust in others. That's a great, oh, that's it's really inspiring to hear you, you just share that. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, another step in the starting the business, right? You start the business, you're not sure, will anybody hire me? You know, will anybody buy what I'm, you know, what I'm offering? Um, will anybody get in the boat? <laughs> Um, so it's like another, another step in that direction, but you know, boy, how do you know when, when it's the right time? It's almost like a little bit of you going with your gut. It sounds like. Yeah. You kind of do have to go with your gut a whole lot. I've relied on my gut, but on data as well, more as, um, as the company has grown because you get to a point where, um, you're not just responsible for yourself and your own family, you're responsible for others. And then, those other people have responsibilities like car payments and mortgages and that kind of stuff. And you kind of take that stuff on as well. And I think the, um, the better processes you have and the better, um, processes really, but also trust amongst the people and sound, um, decisions that are based on data. The more of that you have, the more successful and the more likely you are to be successful. Wise advice. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> that's what we do here on the 10.7 podcast. <laughs> now, I had seen mention of Hamilton in uh, the show notes here. And I love Hamilton. I know you do. You went to see them, or you went to see the show, right? Yeah, yeah. You had, um, when we were talking about it, uh, I hadn't seen them. And you had shared a bit of your story about about going and seeing the show. Um, and then I had a chance to go with my wife and it was, it was almost, is this going to sound corny? You tell me if it's cut this, if this sounds corny, but (laughs) life changing. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's definitely life changing, life altering, maybe inspiring. I found it really inspiring. Did you find it inspiring? Every time I feel like the world is going to hell. And um, things are not looking good. I put that soundtrack on, and it inspires me to tears. Sometimes it's um, it's just a great story, well told. That's that's also true. So there's that, and it's the beginning of a nation, right? 
So there are so many parallels to the beginnings of life, the beginnings of business. I mean, yeah, I'm totally inspired by Hamilton. And I remember you were going out. Was it was it New York you went to? Yeah, I was building a capability for my business. Uh, yeah, so I was out in New York getting a certification. And um, you know, I was doing that for four days that week. And then my wife came out and we went to the... We went to the show in New York, and I, I didn't know what to expect. I had, I had sort of loosely listened to the music, um, but didn't understand oh. it. Um, and then I got there, and I, you know, I, I kind of sat mouth agape, staring at the stage <laughs> for God three yeah. hours or whatever it is. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was all uh, we, we laughed. You know, like it was like a month later before my wife said, "Okay, I think we can be done listening to Hamilton for a little bit," but we still do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, like a sort of a question. Um, there's just so many questions that kind of came out of it, but one of them was, you know, Hamilton and his his entrepreneurial spirit. We're kind of talking about entrepreneurship here. Um, I mean, I know he started several businesses, right? Like the New York post and he was such an, he was such an idealist, right? And then there was Burr who was such a, I'm going to use the air quotes here, a realist or a, or a pessimist maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious, you know, what, what like attributes, um, or aspects of the play, like what attributes of Hamilton or the, maybe like. You know, things that sort of shown through in the play or in the musical. Sorry, I'm getting my theater terms mixed around here. Um, what you know, like apply to entrepreneurship. Like, are there lessons from Hamilton that that we that we should acknowledge as entrepreneurs, or that we should hold hold as like entrepreneurial values? That's a great question. So when I think of Hamilton, I think of perseverance. I think of being on the right side of the law, I think of creating those laws. I I think of trying and failing and trying again. And um, the the things the thing that really spoke to me about Hamilton was that it felt like at the end, even though he died, right? Spoiler alert. Even though he died, he set up good systems that were based on common sense and truth and idealism. And that's what he always strove for, and that's what America is based on and what we should be striving for. And I think those are good parallels for a business. Like, you should strive for something. You should have a mission. You should have values. And I think the fact that that exists in that musical that's maybe the lesson. Maybe that's the parallel that you should have those things. Yeah. You know, gosh, you say that. And I think of, it's the first song of the second song, my shot. You know, I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm not throwing away my shot. Yeah. I mean, I think about that and I think, you know, so many entrepreneurs out there, maybe, maybe a few of them are listening to this, listening to us talk about this. And, um, you know, how do you not throw away your shot? You have, you have, tremendous opportunity to do whatever it is, you know, to make that contribution you want to make. Um, you know, I hope that they're inspired to not, not throw it away, uh, to sort of go for it. And it's, it's easy to, I know it's easy to say it's scary as heck to do. Um, but it's something I found very inspiring there. It, was, it, it sort of came at the perfect time for me. So I had, I had gone out on my own and, you know, you're still wavering, boy, can I really do this? And then, 
then Hamilton's like talking right to me <laughs> with yeah. that song. So um, I really that's a that's something I took from that. I'm, so that was your that was your turning point when you heard that song in New York on stage. You're like, I'm not going to waver anymore. I'm not throwing away my shot. I'm doing this. Oof. God, is it that dramatic? It might be. It might, you know, that might have been that might have been a a moment where I was just really uh more settled in my mind. Maybe it helped me settle my mind. Does that make sense? Did it And maybe this is a, a little bit of a segue, but I'm curious like, did you ever waver? When you started your own, you know, you you started your own company. When you started Ten Seven, did you ever think, "Can I really do this?" Um, did you ever have those moments? Um, I don't remember to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't really start Ten Seven with a purpose. I kind of, I didn't have a business plan. I, I've talked about this before. I, I didn't really. Um, you know, okay, I'm going to go out and be a web developer and I'm going to only focus on Drupal. Like that was not the plan. It was, oh, I'm working too much at my former job. I need to quit because this is not healthy. And then, uh, what should I be doing? Oh, I really like doing stuff on the internet and there's a lot of opportunity and, oh yeah, here's a job. I could build a website. And then, oh, I need an LLC to make sure this website gets, you know, gets paid for. And you kind of, I kind of accidentally started 10.7. And when I looked back, I'd, um, you know, generated some revenue, had some clients. And I was like, okay, this seems to be working out. We'll keep going. And, you know, there are always challenges along the way. Like when you, you know, you, uh, you're in an office suite, sharing an office suite with an advertising agency and the lease is going to end and now you have to figure out what the next step is. Um, so like those kinds of, you know, decisions are tough and you have to make them and, you know, have a plan for them. But I don't, I don't remember ever wavering. I'm sure I did. I just, you know, maybe I just block out all of those uh, <laughs> memories and focus on the positive, and um, maybe that means I'm an idealist. Maybe you're a little, a little bit like Hamilton. <laughs> maybe. That's, that's a really nice compliment from you, Eric. I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, I hope you don't get called out by any of your rivals anytime soon. Um, yeah, and I hope I don't get shot. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Have you wavered? Have you, like, thought before, oh, I don't think I can do this? You know, I, I wondered initially, would anybody want to work with me? Um, certainly. You know, there's that uncertainty. Is, can this actually happen? Um, uh, but I haven't. No, I would say I haven't wavered. I haven't wavered. Um there's things along the way you want to figure out that you just, I'm always trying to figure this out, trying to figure that out. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't say I've wavered. No. I like to hear that. Thanks. I'm kind of wondering if you've already gone through the process of having a mission, a vision, a values, set of values. You talked about the name of the company and what that means to you. Um, but have you gone through the exercise? Do you have a set of values you can rattle off the way that we, you know, went through the exercise with you? I wouldn't say I can rattle them off. 
they are values. There, there are a few that I would say um, I've been circling. Uh, as I, I, I did create like sort of my purpose, uh, not sort of, I created my purpose. Uh, <laughs> I should say that with authority. I really did. Yes. Um, it, it, you know, and it is to help people live in the long run, you know, with that mindset. Um, a couple of things that I want people, you know, and these are the values. So getting to your question on values, uh, a couple of things that have emerged. One, uh, I, I, I really want people to realize and that word is a value. Realize. It, it signals, aha. Uh, it signals they learned something. Mm, um, mm-hmm. But realization also means that it's already in there. Uh, so a lot of the coaching and the work I do with teams, um, the, the knowledge is there. I mean, people know how to build trust with each other. They're maybe just not doing it right now. You know, they, they have knowledge around how to treat, you know, treat their their employees or, um, you know, how to work more effectively. Like, like it's, it's in there usually. So by helping them realize, um, I, you know, that, that signals learning and the value I place on learning. So that's, that's one value. Another one is, is matter. So I want to help people realize how much they matter. Uh, and, and matter is about impact. Uh, and every person, I, and I, and I truly believe this, every person matters. And, they matter to their employees. Uh, you know, like you had said, you know, there's, there's people who have mortgages and cars and they depend on me. So you're, you have impact there. You have impact on your family. Um, so, you know, whether you have kids or not, whether you have a spouse or not, um, you, you have, a, you have some family somewhere typically. And, um, you know, you, you impact them, you know, through your life, through your leadership. You have impact on your community. You have impact on your clients. Um, if you're, you know, in a publicly held company, you have impact on shareholders, right? You have you have all these stakeholders, and we just, I think sometimes we don't realize how much our how much our leadership matters. Um, and so, I really want to help people realize how much they matter. So, realize and matters are two values I would say that are at the forefront of what you know what. I'm inspired to do, um, you know, uh, you know, with, with this company. I think you've started off in a great vein. I think that you're going to be very successful, Eric, and I wish you the very best of luck, um, over the coming decades in business. Well, thank you. I, uh, I appreciate the sentiment. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk with you about it. Um, I've always valued your, your wisdom, your counsel, your guidance, um, your friendship. So, so thanks for having me on. You're welcome. And, um, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you. Eric Zakovich is the founder and principal of long run leadership consulting, and they can be found online at longrunleadership.com. Eric's the guy to talk to if you need leadership and team guidance so that you can reach your long run potential. You've been listening to the 107 podcast. Find us online at 107.com/podcast. And if you have a second, do send us a message. We love hearing from you. Our email address is podcast at 107.com. Until next time, this is Ivan Stegich. Thank you for listening.